um, I think this might be episode six or something like that. Um, I'm Al Vidal, your host of this little show that you're listening to on Montez Radio. Um, subscribe to their Patreon so you can listen to this episode whenever you want, not just right now. Um, but like right now in the future and right now, you know, um, yes, I also have a Patreon and have, uh, some pods up on there. I recently recorded one with my friend Leia and it's about rage. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyways. So today, because I couldn't get a guest, it's just going to be me again. It's, uh, me quarantined coronavirus. We're all home. So maybe that means more people will be listening to this or not. Okay. I hope I haven't lost anyone yet today. I'm going to be talking about my plants. So I guess I'm not really alone in isolation because I have all of these companions with me um, and I do care for them uh, as if they were my pet. But I don't think, I don't think uh, we're using pets to refer to the, our, um, the domesticated animals anymore. I think we just call them companion animals. So these plants are more of uh, my companions. Um, there's no ownership, even though one would, um, argue that they're not free because they're not like living outside with the rest of the plant internet they're disconnected, but they make me happy. Um, anyway, that can be said for any pet. So whatever, not going to dwell too much on that. Okay. Um, plants. I love them. They bring me joy and I hope that they like me too. So I haven't always been a plant person. This is a relatively new thing. My first plant I ever got was a bamboo, just like a stick that you get in like a dollar store and you put it in water and then you leave it. You know, you never water it. That thing died in like a month and then that was the rest of that. Um, or that was the end of that. No more plants. Um, and then, uh, after that thing died, my cat died in that very apartment, which was very sad. I miss her very much. Still not over that. Um, the dead cat, she was the best. So I'm living in that apartment. Um, and there's so much, uh, how do we say this? Bad vibes in that apartment, I suppose. And I eventually had to move out and I couldn't find a place to live in New York City because it's extremely difficult to do that. So I went and lived with my mother upstate for a few months. Um, I moved up there, I think it was around April actually. And I landscaped the entire backyard which, and uh, it's funny because the biggest like infestation of weeds in the backyard was bamboo. So I had to like kill more bamboo in order to make a yard or whatever. Um, I guess people can argue about yards and, and how they're cruel to nature or something. I don't know. Manicured lawns. But the bamboo is really an issue. It, it spreads like a virus. Um, anyway, I once, uh, read, I think like, I think my friend in Hartford might've said this, or I said this to him and he was like, what? But I read one I, somewhere of, along my journey, I heard this quote and it was a weed is but a flower unloved. And I was like, oh. But also, sometimes a weed is just a weed. Um, yeah, so I'm living at my mom's, killing the bamboo, <laughs> making a really nice yard. I eventually find a great apartment in Greenpoint. 
Um, I love it here. And I moved out of my mother's house, um, and, which was sad, but also I need to, I need to be in the city. Let's get real. Can't live with my mom at 30. Um, so I moved, I moved to Greenpoint and, um, I feel like this is sounding like the moth or something, but it's going to start to sound like the moth now. So my brother died and, um, like a year after I moved to my apartment, he died. He overdosed on fentanyl. It was the worst thing that's ever happened to me and my family. Um, anyway, so I had to go back to my mom's and, um, arrange the funeral and the cremation and get all the cards printed and, and write an obituary and tell people, even though I, I didn't have to tell anyone, everyone knew due to social media. Um, but I had to like, just go back upstate and deal with all of that. And I also had to deal with um, my parents um, grieving and mourning, like raw grieving. It's the worst thing I've ever heard or witnessed in my entire life. Um, I hope no one ever, ever, ever has to deal with that. So anyway, I... So I'm like done being upstate and taking care of my parents as much as I can. There's only so much I can do. I have to like come back to work. So I returned to my apartment and it was weird because it didn't seem like the same apartment anymore. And it was weird. It's kind of like grieving. It's like moving into a new apartment. You're a new person you want to just start fresh and my friend who had also lost a brother the same way i i did he had the idea to go to ikea um to get new stuff and um i was like sure yeah and like you know we're in ikea the vibe is always the same but um you're somehow changed um so I'm just like buying like bullshit. And then I'm like, I'm going to redecorate my entire living room. And it's going to be boho chic. So um, the uh, all right, okay. So boho chic. I am like, okay, that's what I'm going to lean into. I already have this, um, this like Rattan, um, nesting table situation. I'm just going to go with it. So anyway, um, the next few months, it is the only thing I think do or talk about. Um, I am completely obsessed with making this living room like a chill but pretty and mature and not corny uh, place to be. So I'm FaceTiming with my mom every day. That's a, that's a thing that you have to do once you lose, once your mother loses a child, you have to um, FaceTime her every day. Um, that's that's a thing. So anyway, I'm she's helping me redecorate. I'm showing her. I'm obsessing. I'm sending her a million different lampshades that I'm finding on the internet. And just, I'm spending thousands and thousands of dollars on this friggin' living room. So eventually it kind of comes together. I like have like a gallery wall put together. <laughs> um, I'm still working on the gallery wall, though. I hate how... Ugh, my worst fear is shabby chic. There's such a fine line between boho chic and shabby chic. Oof. Anyway, um, I I hope I'm not doing a shabby chic thing in my living room right now. I'll post photos somewhere so you can uh, let me know. 
So I'm FaceTiming with my mom. She's like, oh my God, um, I think you need plants. I think that would totally bring the room together. Um, and I'm like, wow, you're a genius. And she's like, I know. Um, and I'm like, cool. And then I'm like, okay, I gotta go. Oh, also, by the way, um, during this, I had only three months of sobriety. So <laughs> that, was, that was really, really hard to do. Um, but I, but I did it, but I kind of replaced drinking with my obsession with this boho chic living room, like botanical lounge area, but it's also like mature. Um, like I would have like adults over to, to talk about stuff or I can like even podcast in there once this is over, who knows? So I'm getting plants. So I plan to get plants and great. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, so I'm looking up plants, the easiest ones uh, to get for beginners. And honestly, there are a few ways <laughs> to kill plants. A lot of the uh, articles on the internet that I was reading, they were like, it's okay to kill plants. Like you will kill a few if um while you're learning how to how to do this um and there are a few ways to um kill them and it's um if the temperature's wrong or the wrong lighting or um uh not paying too much attention to it like plants really do like being spoken to that's a real thing not just a crazy person thing um also there's underwatering it and there's overwatering it um there's also just general neglect like you don't care um that's i think that's what happened to my first bamboo i think i was just i didn't care um and also plants more often than not will die from disease or, or like root rot or um insects and by that point it's it's tough to to rescue them there are ways though i i have resuscitated a few of my plants um so anyway i am an overwaterer that's how most of my plants that i have lost went because i don't know when to leave something alone like I just I don't um uh yeah so all the all the plants that died uh got too much water too much affection too much um like me too much me and that's how they died um so I guess that's probably my biggest uh problem in most of my relationships uh I just need to be in control I'm kind of a control freak mm, yes I, if you know me you know that is true and I'm working on it I really am I, I'm trying to make compromises every day um I am um but yeah the the room the living room killing plants but there are things that are out of your control, of course, and that's when I remember the serenity prayer that we say at AA. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the strength to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I think that's it. It's been a minute since I've been to a meeting. But it's a good thing to think about when you feel like you are on the verge and you can't, you don't control anything. Like your plants are dying, your brother is dying, your cat's dying. There's a coronavirus. Just you, you need to you know, serenity prayer really helps. It grounds you. Um. So, of course. Um. So of course, all the all the plants that died were the overwatering plants, and um, succulents were our major. I've 
I've tried to get so many succulents and they they die instantly. I don't even like talk to them. I, like I, I won't, I'll straight up not talk to them. I'm like, okay, cool. You chill here. I know you don't like me and they die, but maybe I'm just going into it wrong. But every other approach I've taken, like to really tell them that I'm there for them and I'm not watering them, don't worry. They, they still die anyway. They just like don't like me. And I guess in real life, there are people who just don't like me. And well, whatever. Um, people who are good at taking care of succulents probably aren't good at taking care of like real plants or children. So there's that. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish I could take care of succ succulents. I love all plants. Um, so yeah, I'm an overwaterer. I'm a control freak. I can I overwater all of my personal relationships. That's um that's where we went with there. Um, something you may not know is that all plants from Whole Foods and Home Depot. Also Lowe's, which is the orange or the blue Home Depot. Thank you, Borna, for pointing that out one time. Blue Home Depot is Lowe's. It's funny. Um, I think it's funny because it is funny because it's true. So yeah, all the plants there are free. You do not have to pay for them. You walk in and then you pick up your plant and then you walk home and carry around a plant in the city looking cute and everyone is nice smiles at you because pe plants like make you look good i i swear people i people are so much nicer to me when they see that i'm holding like a i'm adopting this plant or something like oh she's so nurturing and she's full of life and honestly it's just like me trying to fill this void that can never be filled by my dear late brother so I'm basically just like buying all these plants like a million plants so many plants in my house it's crazy I counted recently I think I have like around 70 something ridiculous like that well 70 minus 2 because literally two succulents died today I'm really done with them forever but anyway so all everything from um, Whole Foods is free. And I have an Amazon Prime account, so I feel like everything from Whole Foods, like in general, should be for free for me there. Um, so, um, I ended up, it was it was orchid season, or an, an orchid season. I recently learned that orchids bloom every six months. But I took an orchid from Whole Foods, very pretty and white, and I um, set her in my windowsill next to this like framed black and white photo of my brother and I. And um, I'm like, okay, this looks nice, adult, classy, um, but also like cute and girly. Um, everyone, everyone's telling me orchids are the hardest plant to have, just so you know, like they are so fussy and they die like almost immediately. And whatever you do, never give them an ice cube and like make sure it doesn't get too much sun or make sure it gets so much sun. And I'm just like, all right. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna listen to what this orchid tells me that it wants. Because honestly, when you have plants, they will start to like let you know, like if they're thirsty or if they're not feeling well or if they wanna go to a different part of the house. <laughs> Um, because they are prisoners in here. No, that's just getting, I'm just getting, I take them outside sometimes. I actually have my um, anthurium and oxalis on my stoop right now, catching some, some rays. What was I saying? Orchid, right? So the orchid, um, I just 
kept paid attention to her, kept my eye on her, and told her how pretty she was every single night. I would tell her that she was the most beautiful, beautiful thing I've ever seen, like a swan or a prima ballerina. And honestly, orchids are really beautiful. Oh yeah, I, I watched uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer the other night. Um, I've seen the movie like 12 times. It's just one of those movies I, I like a lot. I don't know, it's, it's, it's dark. But um, I picked up on something that I'd missed before. Um, it's, this isn't really a spoiler. So this kid, oh, I think I have a package. Um, I'm not getting that right now. Um, so the kid, he, uh, he has like problems and he's going to meet the surgeon's family. And he brings uh, Nicole Kidman a bouquet of flowers. And uh, he says to Nicole Kidman, Hi, I, um, I brought you roses. Um, no, he says, Your husband said that you liked orchids, but I couldn't find any fresh cut ones, so I got you roses instead. And I thought that was <laughs> very funny and, and metaphorical for the movie. Um, and yeah. Also, there, there's that movie adaptation where they're trying to find this orchid. I think about that movie a lot. Actually, this is the first time I've thought about that movie in relation to my own orchid. Um, but anyway, it would be a sin to ever cut such a beautiful living thing. Because, yeah. If, ugh, again, it just, I don't even want my plan to hear me talking about cutting her. I would never cut you. Um, I, okay, so beautiful, beautiful flower. Um, I also, or beautiful, beautiful bloom, beautiful plant. I also got some peace lilies that live pretty close by to the orchid and I have to tell them that they are beautiful too. Um, just as beautiful, just as beautiful, but I do think the um, so yeah, all, all plants are beautiful, all cops are bastards, and all plants are beautiful. Right, guys? Yeah. Okay, that's me talking to my plants. My, uh, my anthurium and my palm and the little cactus. Oh, I can't believe my cactus is still alive. Thank you. I love you. Okay, all right, so anyway. So the first plants that I bought were so expensive, um, like mad expensive. I got a, um, a Monstera vine, which I now know is not $30, which is what I paid for it. And I got a Calathea Zabrina, um, also like 40 bucks or something ridiculous like that. And I got a ruby necklace, which is so pretty. And I didn't know it at the time that it was a succulent and it would die in a week, but it did. It sucks. Cause it was called a ruby necklace. Isn't that so cool? So cool. Anyway, so I found this girl on Craigslist who had way too many plants. And I was like, huh, weird. Uh, and now I funny, of course, because I am basically there right now and need to start giving mine away too. So I go to her house and she has all these crazy looking plants. She like breeds her own different ones. It's, it's amazing. Incredible. I forgot her name, but, um, I should thank her again. Mm. So, so these guys, so these guys, the Monstera vine, and the Calathea Zabrina, they, they're tropical plants and they need to be misted, like sprayed with water, like three times a day. And they need so much water and they need so much attention. They need so much attention. And that's why they're my favorites, obviously, because they need me. Um, I know that's not what love is. Love is not making it's so that someone needs you, but I do love that they need me and I, I kind of need them too, but, but it's a, uh, what is it? Symbiotic, symbiotic. 
uh, it, it, the, we have a mutual healthy relationship, I think. Me and the plants, I mean. The Calathea, Zabrina, and Monstera Delicio. I don't think it's the delicious, whatever, it's the vine. Um, so, yeah, the Calathea might be my personal fave because it's so fussy. Like, it, it complains all the time. It's like so thirsty all the time, or just like isn't in the right part of the room and isn't, doesn't like being next to the, the palm plant. And I, I swear it's the fussiest one, which is why it's my favorite. It's funny. I love a challenge, you know, and I relate, you know, I'm, I'm uh, particular about things as well. Um, I, I, so I have a Depop store because I have so much clothing and it's, I don't have a job during quarantine right now, so I'm just uh, selling all of my stuff online to like these suburban teenagers and they're so stoked to get like a crop top for like $15 and I'm like, yeah, thank you. I'm glad we can help each other out. But anyway, so I'm, I'm sending out these packages and I have to print out labels, you know. And uh, so I bought a printer. Uh, <laughs> I got the cheapest one. It was like $30. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and the printer is like my worst enemy, but also my best friend. <laughs> but it is... The, the fights that I get into with this printer are really something else. And everyone's like, why don't you just get a new printer? And I'm like, because I love my printer. Because uh, it eventually does work. You just need to uh, have patience and work with it and listen to it and tell it that you're grateful for it. I swear, it does work. It does work. But if... If the, if the printer really didn't work, I'd get a new one, of course, but it does. It just requires a little bit more um, effort. Uh, I've always been a big fan of making my life as difficult as possible. Okay, so I talked about my orchids and looking around. Oh, I have a nice story. Um, so last summer, I adopted a pothos from this girl who was leaving her job um and pothos I don't know if you know this they they are like the office plant because they can live with just fluorescent lighting which is just so ugh, sad to me sterile but um I rescued this um pothos plant this girl I think she she quit her job or something. And I was like, hell yeah. Fuck jobs. I'm not saying that right now, though, because I really wish I had one right now. Um, oh, man. We will get through this, everyone. This this horrible pandemic. We'll get through it. Again, another reminder to stay inside. Don't be stupid. Okay, so I got this pothos. And uh, I bring it home and I repot it. it. It had been in the same pot for it seemed like eight years. Its poor roots like could not move. So I put it in this huge, this uh, much bigger pot and it starts like growing tremendously. This really does sound like the moth. I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm surprised if anyone's still listening to be honest. Mm, okay. The pothos, it's growing. It has trellises. That's what the little uh, vines are called. Um, it's going and um, it's great. So of course I'm like, okay, time to get more plants. So I go to the farmer's market in Union Square because it was near my therapist at the time. And by and during that time, I was going like three times a week because I was my my brother died, and I'm also like insane as it is. I have all the problems. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. I have I've I've, I've got a few. Um, so yeah, so the farmers market there is the best place to get plants. If you're gonna buy plants, buy them from a farmers market only. Not just because it's the right thing to do, but it's be or also because they're the cheapest. 
So I bought a um, petunia and a caladium. And uh, the caladium was like really cool and pink. And I'm looking it up and I find out sadly that the caladium is a perennial, um, which means that it only lives for one season. Um, and I was like, oh no, that's such a short amount of time I'll have with this plant. But I guess I'll uh, make the best of it, you know? And uh, yeah, it's kind of like that with people when they die young. Um, metaphor right there, perennials. Okay, that has nothing to do with my pothos and farmer's market story. Well, I did get the caladium at the farmer's market and it has since died. Um, I miss things, you know? You miss, it. when a plant dies, you miss them. So I, of course, I haven't gotten any perennials since um, because I, I, don't, I don't like just having something for a little while. I want these guys to stay around and thrive and live with me and grow. Um, but, but, but I must say the prettiest the most, well, the most colorful and like delightful springy tulips and what have you, and uh, daffodils, those are all perennials, obviously. Um, okay, so I got a pothos. I got the pothos, so I got the cladium. I also got a petunia, another, another um, perennial. I didn't know at the time, very pretty though. Uh, so the petunia, was not doing well whatsoever. Like it, it I, I don't know if I overwatered it, underwatered it, just put it in too much sunlight. I think it was too much sunlight, but um, it was the craziest thing. It was underneath this this pothos, um, and the pothos starts growing, and um, the pothos eventually like touches. The, the soil of where the petun the dying petunia is. And I swear the next day, the petunia was coming back to life. This is a true story. It was so nice. It was, it was as if like the pothos encouraged it to keep going, you know? You gotta keep going, you can do this. Uh, yeah metaphors people help other people plants help other plants they talk to each other um yeah plants like being next to other ones so they can like chat so anyway that was um that was cool to have my petunias for the time being of course as i said they were perennials um what else was i going to talk about what time are we at oh we're at 33 minutes I'll talk for a little longer um oh I have a funny story <laughs> so I have an oxalis which is a butterfly plant it's purple it's really pretty um and I'll tell you the story of how I got that one one second so getting into plants the plant community community on Instagram is really wild. Um, I hope some of them listen to this and uh, are like, Haha, yeah, plants. I relate. I'm a plant loser. Um, I feel like, I feel like uh, plant people are just cat people who aren't allowed to have cats or still mourning the death of their perfect Maine Coon. Anyways, um, plant community, Instagram. Oh yeah, so I find this um, plant guru, she called herself. I won't like give her name or handle because I don't even remember it because I didn't. All right, so I find this, uh, find this plant guru and I go to her and like her Instagram is so beautiful. She lives in like this greenhouse and like has all these magical, beautiful plants and these like, great ornate pots and planters so i go there with my friend caitlin and um i think she got a um she might have gotten a philodendron i'm not i don't remember what she got but i got 
an ox she paid like i think 35 dollars for her uh philodendron i i got my philodendron recently from crest for four dollars so there's that so i uh get my oxalis i paid uh sixty dollars for it yep sixty dollars and it's in a pot that doesn't even have holes at the bottom which is such a plant no now everybody always give them room to breathe because that's how you overwater. So anyway, it was really windy that day and um all of the uh the leaves were completely off by the time I brought the oxalis home. It was bare, it was done. Um so that was my lesson that I learned and um well I I had to learn it once someone asked me how much it cost and they were like why don't you just go to the farmer's market that's ridiculous and I was like oh so that was a lesson that I had to learn like with the succulents with the bamboo the cat the brother the parents lots of lessons that's what life is all about I also had a baby tears plant there's a real, um, it's also called a pilia depressa, uh, but it's also sometimes referred to as angel tears. And I think that's nice. I really do. Um, baby tears. It's nice to call something baby. Hey babe. Um, I don't, I don't call any of my plants that. I don't really call anyone that at the moment. Um, how long all right so i have a oh this is a funny story it's about my wandering jail it's a purple plant i forgot the actual name for it but um so one day i'm doing laundry and i realized that i need to repot one of my plants i forgot which and um i'm doing laundry and i go to the florist around the corner and it's closed and there's this guy um smoking a cigarette outside and i'm like hell yeah people are still smoking cigs um and he's like are you uh, looking are you uh, the are you looking for the florist and i'm like Duh. yeah i am actually uh oh, do you know if they're closed or open he's like oh yeah he's just doing the he's doing his laundry across the street too and i was like oh funny cool so i go into um the laundromat and I'm like, I'm looking for a, Bill, I think his name is, Leo, Leo, I'm looking for a Leo. And um, he's like, oh, are you trying, are you trying to get to the floor? So I'm like, duh. And uh, so we go there and I'm buying a plant. I'm, I'm just like, oh, I need to just get a new pot. And then he was like, but check out like all of these new ones. And I'm like, I already have so many plants. I can't. I can't take any more, no, no, no. But I ended up leaving with that wandering Jew. Um, is it like derogatory? It's not. The The Jews like wandered in, in the desert for Hanukkah, remember, with Moses. Moses did it. Um, wandering, aimlessly walking. Um, okay. Um, my dad used to call my brother the wandering Jew when he was a kid because he would get lost often. We were both leash children, by the way. We had to be on leashes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pets, ownership, kids, plants, companions. Stuff to think about. Um, hmm. Okay, oh, <laughs> wow, okay. If you don't think I'm crazy yet, here's a good one. So for my birthday, which is now tainted forever um, because my brother died three days after my birthday. So it's just kind of like a weird thing. But anyway, my birthday this year, my friend Bolt, he got me a bonsai tree and he like tire or he tied this little uh, tire to it. So it looks like a tire swing is adorable. Thank you, Bolt. And um Okay, so I have this bonsai tree, and so remember that, I have a bonsai tree. 
switching gears. The other day, I like a month ago, during quarantine, this is quarantine time that I'm talking. This story takes place in quarantine time. Recently. So this is like recent me, like how I'm living and thinking during the day. So I'm cleaning up my room and getting rid of old serums and, you know, getting rid of stuff and cleaning up, organizing. And I'm looking for this one serum by The Ordinary. It's the Caffeine Under Eye Serum. I never misplace like any of my lotions and moisturizers and, or anything like that. But I, for the life of me, I could not find this stupid little like tincture bottle like anywhere. So I'm like ripping apart the bathroom, my own room, like going under my bed, under the dressers, like behind the toilet, it, it, looking, it was driving me crazy because I was like, I know I didn't lose this. And I'm like, did my roommates like take this out of my room? Like what? And I, I didn't ask my roommates because I, that, that's crazy. I was like, I must have just lost it. So I go back into my room, I go to my vanity and the caffeine serum for under eyes is sitting right in the middle of my dresser vanity. Um, and I swear, I swear on, 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 on my plants that it was not there before. So I'm, of course, I like call my best friend, Emily, and I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like what, what, what do you think like happened? Do you think my roommates are pulling a trick on me? And I ask my roommates and they're like, no. And my friend is like, um, you might have like a ghost. And I was like, what? And yeah, so I hang up and I'm like, I don't really believe in ghosts. I mean, I mean, I don't really know what I believe in. I believe in energy. You know what? I don't know what I believe in anymore. <laughs> I'd love to believe in something. If someone could give me something to believe in, please just throw it my way. Uh, okay, not being dark. Oh yes, moving on to lighter things. So I, I take to the internet and I'm like, misplaced, uh, misplaced item reappeared and one of the first, so like Reddit is, is there are, there's plenty of stuff on Reddit about such an occurrence. And the most common one is a fairy. So according to all of these people on the internet and fairy scholars from like Ireland, fairies, they, um, they come, they, they come into your house when, um, you open the windows and they really like clean places and they love organizing things for you. So apparently they'll like fold clothes for you in the middle of the night. So if you like wake up and your clothes are folded and you know for sure that you hadn't folded them, you probably have a house fairy. Um, they don't like when you talk about them though. So I am probably not getting a visit for a while. Yes crazy. This is quarantine me. Quarantine time me. Um, but yeah, house fairies, uh, they, they come, they come in, they really like plants, obviously. So I feel like I have a very like fairy conducive, um, boho chic fairy lifestyle as living situation. I also hung some fairy lights in my living room too to because they look nice and they're solar powered. Um anyway, so that day also I was just like thinking, I was like, oh my God, maybe I really do have a fairy. So I'm doing more research and then I remembered that that day I got my friend this music box from eBay with a little swan on it. I think it played like a sound of music song. Um but so the, so the, I'm nowhere near the music box, but it just started playing randomly. And that seemed like such a fairy thing to do, you know? Um, it was, it, it was also the first time I had opened my windows, um, all winter. 
So it, all of it just seemed to add up to me having fairies living in my house. So anyway, this is still present day me. I'm looking at it right now. I have this fairy tree on my window. Well, I have this bonsai tree in my window and I decorated it with um, earrings that I like lost the, the matching pair, like broken earrings, broken jewelry and like ribbons and what have you. And um, because they say that fairies really like um, sparkly things. That's why they like sometimes will take your jewelry and you can't find it anywhere. And then one day you'll find it. It's because the fairy was borrowing it. Um, so that's something that I uh, dwelled on for way too long. Um, things are getting weird in quarantine. So yeah, that's the story of my, I literally have a fairy plant now for the fairies to come visit me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's my bonsai story. Um, oh yes. And I guess I have the staples. Um, I have a fern, a palm, corn plant, spider plant. Um, they're dispersed like all throughout my apartment and they're, they're really, really low maintenance. Um, uh, and I, and I of course say hi to all my plants and I say hi to my, um, my low maintenance plants. Um, and I know that they're like good on their own. They don't need the kind of care that my friggin' Calathea needs or my printer needs. Um, but I thank them for being so good and so supportive. Um, anyway, almost as if like they're like like they're like the older siblings um to all of these other like younger meteor plants um yeah but I always um think of them like that and I've I've always I mean I've been an older sister my whole life and uh so I guess I relate to that heavily um yeah uh, bringing it back to the dark dead brother stuff. Um, but yeah, when, so when, when I was doing like, uh, the funeral arrangement, the obituary, the, the handling of, of, I won't get into it, but you know, all the stuff that follows when a loved one dies. Um, my parents never really like came out and said, thank you but they didn't have to because I know more than anything that they appreciate and love me. So I kind of felt like a spider plant and I just like kept on keeping on. And uh, yeah, and that was kind of a stupid metaphor. I'm gonna end it with an even dumber metaphor. You ready for this? Okay, so remember how I said that there are ways to kill plants? Sometimes they're, sometimes it's not neglect or overwatering or underwatering or not understanding it. Sometimes they're, they're just sick and there's disease in the soil. And um, by that point, there's really nothing you can do and uh, you shouldn't feel guilty about it. Um, because you did try. Um, yeah, sometimes people just have addiction in them. And uh, it's really hard to keep that under control. Um, I am an addict. I'm an alcoholic. So I, I know that I'm always going to have that within me. But... Um, I'm trying to keep it under control, to drink lots of water, so I can photosynthesize and go outside, take a walk in the sun, um, stay busy, not drink alcohol, have a podcast. All right, well, I feel like you guys are sick of me if you're still listening. I am sick of me. And I, I'm sick of me. Uh, okay. 
Well, I think that I've done like enough. How much is that? Oh yeah, like 50 minutes. We are good. All right, so thank you for listening. This has been Al Anonymous for Montez Press Radio. I'm Al. Please subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com slash alanonymous and the Montez Press um, Patreon, patreon.com slash